Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us for this O'Reilly Media Podcast. This is Shannon Cutt, and my guest today is Han Yang. Han is Senior Product Manager at Cisco, working on UCS Big Data Solutions. Han, good to have you on. Shannon, it's good to be on with you. Great. So today we're going to talk about the impact of data analytics across industries and specifically building IoT data life cycles. But before we get started, Han, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure, Shannon. So I started with a PhD in electrical engineering from Stanford University. And even back then, I dealt with heavy computational loads with, involved with uh, computer-aided design. More recently here at Cisco, I've been working with big data analytic solutions where we're seeing a ton of customers asking us about how to turn that data into very valuable information to the point where, well, our, our revenue associated in this area has grown roughly 18 times in the last four years. So, Han, what are some of the key points that you want to get across in today's podcast regarding this topic? I think it's really simple. Analytics now is, well, it's revolutionizing almost every industry there is. From mining, from manufacturing, medicine, smart cities, transportation, you name it. And this is the source of the competitive advantage uh, that many companies are, are using to, well, make them more competitive and beat their uh, neighboring competitors. And from our perspective, we simply want to help them. We want to help them to be able to succeed, whether it's the analytic projects within the data center or if the data is coming from the outside world, that Internet of Things type of project as well. Can you tell us some of the special considerations that might need to be taken into account regarding managing IoT projects? Well, Shannon, I think for many of our customers, their big data or analytics projects have been involving where the data is readily available, readily available in the data center or in the cloud. But many of our customers are reaching out, reaching out to realize that, well, a lot of that data now is coming from faraway places where the sensors are. And so therefore, that notion of Internet of Things is now becoming front and center for many of our customers. And when, when it comes to building that IoT, we want to make sure that our customers are building that IoT data lifecycle from the birth of that data at the sensors at the edge of the network all the way to the archival and final analysis uh, back in the data center. So from our perspective, we believe that it's really critical to raise the abstraction of the information. I mean, after all, over time, you're going to be changing the sensors and making sure that rather than hardwiring your algorithms to read the data from a particular flavor of sensor, it's important to be able to raise that abstraction and to be able to do the uh, analytics based on that higher level form of information rather than the raw information. And in any sort of analytics project, that notion of discovery and the opportunity to gain insights is critical. And it's a constant feedback loop to be able to find out exactly what's going on and updating that type of analytics model running at the edge of the network to be able to raise the abstraction is part of the key. And finally, well, with any sort of this type of analytics, there's always a notion of investment, right? Are you building out this network of sensors and so on? So from, from our perspective, a lot of our customers are, well, they're hesitant. They're hesitant to figure out what data will we really find? Is it really valuable? How do we actually make money out of this investment, which seems to have promised, but may not always realize that ROI in a short period of time? 
And so from our perspective, we want to make sure that as the customer invests, they're able to grow and evolve. For after all, at the edge of the network, as the sensors are connected to the network in the internet of things, Cisco being an internet innovator, want to make sure that as soon as the data hits the network, analytics begin. Wow, great points. Thank you. So let's talk about the term big data. It's become ubiquitous. I think it'd be helpful to just take a moment to briefly define what it really means, not only with regard to the data itself, but also its role within the enterprise. Sure. Um, so with big data, there's the notion of the five Bs, right? The volume of the data, the variety of the data, the velocity of which the data is coming in, the veracity, making sure that it's really valid, and also the value. But these five Bs have been around, and I think lots of folks have come to realize the importance and the implications of these five Bs. But more recently, we believe that three I's are just as important. The right? notion of investment, innovation, and improvisation. Well, because a lot of our customers are making that investment, whether mm -hmm. it's in people or in computational resources, to be able to get that data and project-funded to be able to uh, start looking into the value of that data. And that requires genuine innovation because that notion of discovery is sort of like, well, I, I would imagine what Columbus, Christopher Columbus experienced charting through the Atlantic Ocean, right? <laughs> not knowing what he's going to find yeah. and finding a brave new world that uh, with implications that are way unanticipated un back in 1492. And I think a lot of our customers are, are in that journey, and especially the data scientists that we talk to, they're constantly in that discovery mode, trying to figure out well, what really is in that data pile that I have. And, and that innovation is what really drives this whole analytics engine. And with it, well, that improvisation where people are finding out how, what kind of, what kind of things are really going on, postulizing and figuring out what kind of models and behaviors, what are the What's, what's causing what? What's causing that behavior? Is it a correlation or is it a causational type of uh, uh, reaction here? And that notion of discovery and figuring out what's going on, I think that's the genuine excitement. So many data scientists get up in the morning and figure out what is it that's new, that's in, in that data. Yeah, great. So let's talk about some of the key reasons you've seen why data analytics is critical to any business today. I think um, at the end of the day, every business is trying to compete, compete and, and become, well, as a Darwinian term, survival of the fittest. Yeah. And, and recently, even the Cisco UCS CTO, Raghu Nambiar, recently published a book titled Transforming Industry Through Data Analytics. And it's pointing out multiple things, right? It's pointing out that people start with traditional online transactional processing systems, uh, that led to things like uh, Hadoop uh, and now increasingly with analytics. But fundamentally, the type of analytics that's been going on hasn't changed. It goes back to the earliest days of descriptive analytics, trying to figure out well, what happened, what happened in business. Sometimes people refer to this as business intelligence. Um, and along with that, it's the notion of diagnostic uh, analytics, where like, why did it happen? Why did the sale go up or down, as the case might be? Mm -hmm. And then there's a notion of predictive. Well, now that you know the past, what's likely to happen this quarter and next? And finally, prescriptive. Well, given that it's going up or down, what, what should I do now? 
what's the recommendation from the data to be able to help me figure out what are the suitable next steps to, well, further accelerate the sales, for example. So these are the more traditional uh, types of analytics, but now they're being applied with different types of techniques beyond the traditional, say, statistical or financial type models into models that are leveraging more data and with things like machine learning and AI. And that's the uh, new frontier that a lot of our customers are facing. And to be quite honest, those are the new tools to help them survive in this very competitive game. Yeah, that's really interesting. I like how you explained this in terms of these are a lot of the same questions businesses have been asking uh, for a long time. Thank you. From an industry perspective, have you seen the analytics market evolve? Traditionally, the online transactional processing, whether using Oracle, uh, SQL Server, or MySQL, as the case might be, these are traditionally more scale-up type of architecture. And customers continue to rely on them for that mission-critical business transactions. And, and they won't, that won't stop. But over the last 10-plus years, uh, a lot of customers have been doing big data and big data analytics with a scale-out type of architecture uh, offered by Hadoop and HDFS, the notion of uh, MapReduce and, and now increasingly Apache Spark. So that's the new paradigm where you're able to handle a lot, of, a lot more of the unstructured data in addition to the previously uh, structured data as well. And, and one thing that Cisco and other companies have been doing is this notion of applying that type of analytics to your IT operations data, or what we call ITOA, or IT operation analytics. This is an emerging area, and Cisco has been at the forefront with projects like Tetration, where switches and routers are providing metadata for every single packet, not just on a sampling basis, but every single packet to make sure that it's the network is providing the proper security and even the application-dependent dependency mapping. So you know that while for a given application, every single packet, every server, every switch, where did it go? Did it all go to the right places? Mm-hmm. And, and that type of fine level granularity is providing a lot more additional insight than the previous historical uh, sampling type of models. And finally, there's notion of uh, Internet of Things. This is a very exciting area. Um, lots of companies are beginning to think about how to complete that lifecycle of data from the source of the information all the way up to the final data center, cloud type of archival of the data. And that having that end-to-end data lifecycle is what a lot of customers are beginning to uh, evaluate and think about. Yeah. So speaking of the Internet of Things, uh, Cisco has been one of the first companies to have a solution from the edge of the network all the way to the data center. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? I can't say that Cisco has a complete end-to-end solution. I don't think anyone in, in the industry does. What we have been doing is to make sure that we're able to partner with a lot of other uh, technology firms in ensuring that our customers get to enjoy that complete holistic solution. And from a Cisco perspective, it's quite simple. We believe that as soon as the data hits the network, that's not only an opportunity to send it back, but also to be able to do the analytics right away. As soon as the uh, data hits the network, you're able to do that type of edge analytics as well. And even now, we've actually published IoT solutions, what we call edge to enterprise IoT analytics platform. This is where we have partnered with software vendors like SaaS, where we're able to have uh, Cisco ruggedized routers working at the edge of the network, 
And as soon as the data hits that edge router, companies like SAS have even ported their edge analytics right at that edge router, beginning to do the analytics so that you're only sending the more important synopsis information back to the cloud or back to the data center, rather than sending everything, every last bit back to the, uh, to the data center. For we're finding that oftentimes the amount of data that the IoT is generating far exceeds what's practical to be sent back. <laughs> and furthermore, the value of the information is, may not be worthy of sending back, if, especially if the, the information is saying that, yeah, the status is good and same as the last five minutes, the status is still good. <laughs> yeah. Sending all that information back just isn't worthy of that value. And, and having the edge analyst to detect interesting or high value events is what we're able to do now. So what's an example of how this type of edge to enterprise IoT can be applied? Well, one area that we've been looking into is the uh, electric utility. In electric utility, for example, a substation, currently most sensors are monitoring the voltage, power, the frequency, roughly, what, every few seconds right, to be able to make sure that things are working well. And 99.9% .9 of the time, well, the lights are on. It's, it's electric grid is, for the most part, very reliable. It's been around over 100 years. But now increasingly, we've seen that utilities are deploying things like phaser measurement units. These are equipment that are measuring the frequency of the electrical power. Here in the U.S., for example, the standard uh, alternating current is roughly running at 60 hertz per second, or 60 hertz. And so now these phase, uh, phaser measurement units, they're able to take measurements at over 100 samples per second. And with it now, it's actually extremely valuable to monitor the frequency of that electrical power very closely as a way to predict equipment failure. And with it now, utilities have the opportunity to anticipate and predict when will a transformer fail, right? and enabling a preventative maintenance rather than being stuck in the elevator because the power went out. And so this is the type of capability that Internet of Things is able to offer because, well, again, 99.9% .9 of the time, your transformer is actually working pretty well. It's a pretty proven, reliable technology. But being able to anticipate that failure, that very infrequent failure, is what the opportunity lies. And sending that data all the way back to the data center, just saying that life is wonderful, may not be worth it. But anticipating and looking out for that rare event that's going to predict the failure, wow, that's not only a money-saving opportunity on the part of the utility, it's a life and safety critical thing for the uh, on the part of the public. And so this is the kind of type of things that we're enabling with this type of edge to enterprise IoT analytics. Yeah, that's great. So in addition to electric utilities, you mentioned some other industries affected by analytics include manufacturing, healthcare, transportation, smart cities. Do any of these provide a, an especially good example of integrating analytics? Yes, uh, one of the other areas we're looking into is manufacturing. Nowadays, uh, in a typical manufacturing floor, a plant manager will probably have equipment from half a dozen or more uh, equipment vendors. And many of them probably already have analytics for those type of robotic arms that's building your car and so on and so forth. But while each vendor is providing analytics, the plant manager actually will like to see 
what's the overall analytics across all of its vendors on that manufacturing floor. So for example, if the manufacturing plant has two vendors, vendor A and B, while each one of them might do analytics on its own, the plant manager actually wants, wants to know how, what's the analytics like for cross-pollinating the data from both vendor A and B, enabling greater manufacturing reproducibility, better utilization of the equipments involved, enabling not only a lower cost, but faster turnaround of the custom manufacturing processes. So this is the type of analytics doing that's the type of cross-vendor analytics that a lot of our customers are asking for, enabling the manufacturing vertical to be even more competitive and more efficient than before. And with it, Cisco being part of the networking vendor is also working with partners like SaaS to be able to get that data from cross-vendor perspective, doing the analytics as soon as it hits the network and helping our customers to be even more competitive than before. So what are some of the challenges and opportunities that you see emerging among businesses who are utilizing IoT? So I think the biggest issue is that the data is often remote. It's gathering of that sensor. Sometimes we're working with customers in the mining industry. These are literally ends of the earth. And oh, getting, wow. getting a replacement part for the big dump truck is literally takes weeks hmm. uh, to, to get out there. Mm-hmm. So if you're able to anticipate any sort of predictive analytics to be able to prevent a failure, that's not only money well saved, it enables you to continue the production of the mine over that period of time. And so uh, that notion of being having that remote data, it makes it so much more important to be able to raise the abstraction of the data being sent back so that you're able to capture the genuinely valuable information, not just the dump of raw bits that are sending back. And as a result, we're seeing that a lot of our customers are looking to this notion of edge analytics, which is something that many have not evaluated in the past. And with it now, with that notion of the abstracted data, the notion of discovery, the notion of finding out exactly what's going on and being able to model and anticipate that, that process of discovery continues. And with it, that notion of edge analytics is now constantly being, have the opportunity to be updated, not just looking at a particular set of events. As you get more information, of course, you're gonna get more insight, more discovery, and updating the model out at the edge. And with all of this now, there's notion of investment. At the end of the day, every business is trying to figure out how to improve its top line and bottom line. <laughs> yeah. And investing in this area, people are, well, very naturally concerned, very naturally concerned about the ROI involved with this type of expenditure for the sensors, for the network, for the analytics that goes with it at the edge and back at the data center. So from a Cisco perspective, we've been helping out a lot of our customers, helping them to understand that many, much of the equipment that Cisco is selling have the ability to do the analytics right at the edge and also being upgraded, upgraded over time so that you can improve and add upon the existing computational firepower, ensuring that you have an overall architecture that can succeed over time so that as you do your next round of discovery and updated models and so on, it does not represent a rip and replace because that will destroy the complete ROI model. 
-hmm. And if you're able to incrementally add it upon that, but continue the journey of discovery of the value data, that's what we're here to do to help our customers. Really great points. So given all of the possibilities for data analytics today, where do you recommend companies begin? I think, uh, first of all, many have already started, but if you're just starting out, the challenges remain the same. Start small, start small with this talented team with executive sponsorship. Once that's, that sponsorship is so critical uh, from the highest level of the company, ensuring that, well, your troops know that the, the generals are committed to this type of project. But start small so that the team can have very approachable goals and to be able to get that low-hanging fruit quickly and get some early wins. Once that's able to start, make sure that the exec have that freedom to let the team explore a little bit because at the end of the day, this is a this is a journey of discovery, right? Because nobody knows exactly what's the value of that data. And, and let the team to be able to have at least some period of time to be able to ponder and to be able to just to kind of explore what's in that data for that hidden value and hidden gem. Well, if it was obvious, then everybody would have already discovered it. And hence, giving that team that latitude and freedom is critical. And finally, given the choice of better algorithms or analytics techniques versus data, it seems like the, the data is, is winning out. Getting more qualified data is the key to be able to have successful analytics projects because so much of the newer techniques such as machine learning rely on that volume of data to be able to train the models and to be able to succeed and anticipate what's going to happen next. Right. Thank you, Han. So if listeners want to find you online, where should they look? Oh, um, that's easy. My Twitter handle is uh, Han Yang, one, two, three, four. That's uh, H-A-N. Y-A-N-G, the numbers one, two, three, and four. Great. Thank you so much for your time today. It was a pleasure talking with you. Thank you, Shannon. My guest today is Han Yang. He's Senior Product Manager at Cisco, working on UCS Big Data Solutions. This is Shannon Cutt, and this has been an O'Reilly Media Podcast. Thanks for listening.